Hello all and welcome back to my podcast. Okay, so a quick review of section one. Um, Section one is centered around the United States division of political parties. The two parties, the Federalists and the Republicans, were initially divided because of support for financial plans. Federalists believed in a strong central government and control that was controlled by the wealthy. Republicans believed in a weak central government and gave all the power to the states. Now on to section two. The objectives are as follows. Number one, discuss the rising tensions between Western settlers and Native Americans. And number two, explain the importance of Washington's farewell address. Besides there being a difference among Americans based on the country's financial stability, a new difference is going to start dividing Americans. Radicals in the French Revolution stripped aristocrats of their property and executed people, which included the king and queen. Then they declared war against Britain, which put America in an awkward space because they traded with both Britain and France. Americans themselves were divided over the French Revolution. Federalists opposed it because they were horrified by the violence and chaos, and Republicans supported it because of their fight for liberty. And they really like registered and felt sympathetic as well as empathetic because they had just gone through the American Revolution themselves. Though there was a separation of feelings, the United States had signed the Treaty of 1778 with France. This required them to help France defend their Caribbean colonies. If the United States went through with fulfilling the treaty, Britain would have wanted to start a war with America. To nip that in the bud, Washington issued a proclamation declaring the United States friendly and impartial, meaning we're going to be neutral. We just want to trade our goods. We don't want to side on any. Be on anyone's side. Though Washington created a treaty, British naval ships began intercepting all neutral ships carrying goods to French colonies. British interceptors also did not mind targeting American ships either. Reporters also kept note of the British soldiers that still had housing on American soil. They were also the ringleaders when accused of enticing Native Americans to attack Western farmers. From a combination of things Britain had done up until this point, Congress was now on the brink of declaring war. In an attempt to avoid war, Washington sent John Jay to England to negotiate a treaty. Britain is going to agree to a most favored nation status, promising to not discriminate against the United States trading with Great Britain. Jay had to agree that Britain had the right to get compensation for American merchants whose goods had been seized. Jay's treaty was wild widely criticized i mean very criticized for giving into britain's heavy hand when the treaty was presented to the senate for ratification the senators were shocked and tried to keep it a secret because it was such a horrible treaty it was like such a horrible agreement but it had to be done upset at the shady deal the republicans accused the federalists of being pro-british after much deliberation washington implemented the treaty the treaty ultimately did prevent did prevent war and save the fragile United States economy, but it did have a negative impact by causing growing tensions between Republicans and Federalists. Jay's treaty with England concerned Spain, who was an ally of France. Spain still controlled the territory west of the Mississippi River and Florida. They were afraid the United States would ally with Britain, so Spain quickly offered a treaty with America. 
just basically trying to cover themselves. Washington is going to send Thomas Pinckney to negotiate the treaty. In 1795, Spain signed the Treaty of San Lorenzo, also called Pinckney's Treaty. The treaty granted a better relationship with Spain and the use of the Mississippi River, allowing Western farmers to get crops to market and merchant ships in New Orleans. Okay, now on to George Washington. By the end of his second term in office, George Washington had grown exasperated, like he was tired. Like, prime example, um, when Obama first got in office, he had no gray hair, he looked very young, but when he got out, he had gray hair bags under his eyes. Like, the job of being a president is very strenuous and very stressful. So in 1796, George Washington decided to um, decided not to run for re-election. Before leaving office, he wrote a letter to the American people. This letter was also a speech given by George Washington announcing his retirement. It is called Washington's Farewell Address. This address warned against sectionalism or the dividing of the country based on religions. It warned against political parties and warned against involvement in foreign affairs. Now, clearly, we did not listen to Washington's Farewell Address which we should have because we probably would not have the issues that we have going on today. Um, Clearly, we have tensions between our political parties, hence why it seems like Congress and the Senate can never agree upon anything because they have their own underlying issues. Also, we're always jumping into another country's business. Like We do not mind the business that pays us at all and oftentimes it seems like to the american people that we have we're basically like the gatekeepers or we're the protectors of the whole world when it really shouldn't be the case we're supposed to take care of home first anyways with washington stepping down the united states held its first openly contested election Federalists supported John Adams and Republicans supported Thomas Jefferson. Adams edged out Jefferson 71 to 68 and became the second president of the United States. His term is going to last from 1797 to 1801. Adams had issues out the gate um, in the United States and abroad. Enraged by Jay's treaty, France began, began to stop American ships, seize their goods if they're if they were going through England. Federalists argued for war against France, but instead Adams sent ambassadors to negotiate a peace uh, treaty. Before the meetings could begin, French officials bribed the United States ambassador known as the XYZ Affair. Outraged, Americans now called for war against France. Congress suspended trade and ordered the United States Navy to begin capturing French ships in an undeclared war at sea, known as the Quasi War. Fall of 1798, France proposed new negotiations. September 1800, the two countries signed the Convention of 1800. These new negotiations were aimed at at holding on to their friendship um, with the United States. The Quasi War also affected domestic politics in the United States. At the height of public anger, Federalists pushed four laws through Congress that were designed to hurt Republicans. These laws are known as the Alien and Sedition Acts. The first three laws were aimed at aliens. Aliens are people living in the country who were not citizens. They extended the length of time a person must live in the United States before they could become a citizen. 
They also made it possible for immigrants to be deported without trial. These acts hurt Republicans because many of these people voted Republican once they became citizens. The fourth law prevented sedition or an incitement of incitement to rebellion. This act made it illegal to publish any false or malicious material about the government. In response to the Alien and Sedition Acts in 1799, the Republican-controlled legislatures of Kentucky and Virginia passed resolutions. Both denounced Alien and Sedition Acts. Um, the theory of nullification is introduced with these re- resolutions, and the theory suggested I mean, this theory suggests that if the government passed a law a state felt was unconstitutional, the state could call a convention to nullify or ignore the law.